Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Red 5 standing by. I am Iron Man. I am Loki of Asgard, and I am burdened with glorious purpose. I am vengeance. I am the night. I am Batman. I am Hello there. Yes, I'm here to fight for truth and justice in the American way. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. If you step out that door, you are an Avenger. That's what we call ourselves, sort of like a team. Earth's mightiest heroes type thing. Superhero landing. She's gonna do a superhero landing. Wait for it. I could do this all day. Welcome to Movie Punditry. This is part two of our look at upcoming movies of 2019, and we're going to jump right back in where we left off with the second weekend in August. So moving on to the weekend of the 9th, we have Artemis Fowl, Brian Banks, and the, the Kitchen, and Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Which one of these jumps and off the, of the page? And the, summer, and the summer is over. Yeah. Yep. I'm... I'm going to go see Brian Banks. Uh, I follow him on Twitter. For those that don't know of his story, he was a high school football player, uh, had a scholarship to go play USC. At USC. He met up with a girl. They uh, had sex. Then she turned around and said that he raped her. He goes and does time in jail. Years later, she admits that he never raped her. Uh, gets invited to a, a tryout with the Seattle, not Seattle Seahawks, the Atlanta Falcons. Plays the preseason, doesn't make the team, but goes on to use his story as motivation. Uh, he's become a really good speaker, and I think he does like some charity work for the NFL. So I definitely will be seeing that on film. Uh, and yeah, so I'm, so is this like a documentary or? Ah, uh, no, it's just gonna be like a retelling. So oh, so, so it's like a dramatization of his events. Yeah. Is he in it? I, I hope not, unless he took some acting lessons. I, he looks like he could be an actor, but I don't think it's him. No, it's definitely not him. Um, and I'd probably check out Artemis Fowl. I, I read some of the books. Um, just like that young young adult type series and that. Yeah, no, I I, I get it. I mean, it could be interesting. Yeah. But uh, I will not be watching The Kitchen or Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. What about you? Yeah. Oh, As- Aldous Hodges is the uh, Brian Banks movie. Really? He's pretty good. He's okay. Okay. I like him. He was in he was in Leverage. He was in Straight Out of Compton. He was in Hidden Figures. Um he's a pretty good guy. Yeah. I know him. Now do you know who the director will be? Of the Brian Banks movie? Yeah. Oh, Sherry Shepard's gonna be in it as well. Uh, directed by Tom Shaddy. Yeah. Never. Not, Whoever that not is. Not familiar with his work. Whoever that is. And then we move on to the. Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, Nutty Professor, Liar Liar, and Bruce Almighty. Uh, I'm not seeing the connection there, but. Okay. Hey, we wanted to give drama a shot. Hey, look what happened for the Russo brothers. I guess. You I never guess know so. where you're going to get your next star. Yeah. Wednesday, August 14th, Blinded by the Light. Will you be there? Um, probably not. 
my birthday weekend. I got other things to do. What about the Angry Birds? And 47 meters down on the weekend of the 16th. Um, that's a that's like one of those cheap sequels. Yep. Forty seven meters down. So I think I'll guess pass who's going to be there. That. This guy. You're going to be there for that. Did, did you Shark, like the other movie? Alligators, Deep Blue Sea, Congo, all that type of stuff. Animals getting revenge and and eating up humans. I'm here for it. Oh, you know, I'm here for that. I I actually enjoyed the Meg. But these, like these kind of sequels that come out of nowhere that nobody heard about, and then they show up, those those worry me. Somebody, hey, people got to get to start somewhere. You never know where you're gonna find your next Brad Pitt or Tom Cruise. I guess so. Uh, any interest in the yeah, Angry Birds? So. It's gonna be many more. Nah, no. I never saw the first one. Maybe it's something my kid would want to see. All right, now boss level. Good Boys, The Informer, Playmobil, Where'd You Go, Bernadette? Any of those? Yeah, this is. I mean, this is the part of this is the part of the summer where people where they like just kind of dump movies right. out, you know. So we'll just skip on over to. I don't the know what on the twenty third. Overcomer and Angel is Fallen. Angel is Fallen. Yep, I will probably too. wind up going to see. Um, I don't. I don't know why, but I really like this franchise. I do too. <laughs> There's absolutely no reason for it, but <laughs> I actually do kind of dig it. I'm you know what it looks like to me like uh what was the movie with Harrison Ford? It look it looks like the fugitive, but like the guy can take care of himself. Like he can hold his own. Yeah. And I like movies like that. I like when somebody's hunted. So I'll definitely be there for that. Overcomer? Uh you know. These faith faith movies, they're usually so terrible. Um, I mean, the Kendrick brothers have made some good movies. You know, I mean, yeah. you know, Fireproof's a good movie. Courageous is a good movie. But yeah, I'll probably wind up seeing it, I guess. All right. So moving on to September. September looks pretty good. It Chapter 2. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see it Chapter 1, so I'm probably not going to see it Chapter 2. Did you see it? Neither will I. No, 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 no. I'm not going to watch paying thirteen dollars to see some clowns terrorize kids. Uh, what about the Goldfinch, Hustlers, Spies in Disguise? Um, I don't think any of those is really speaking to me that much. Well, I'm gonna I'm just gonna move on to next weekend because there's something on that next week of September 20th that speaks to both of us. Oh, I know Rainbow you love yourself some. Blood. I know you love yourself some Downton Abbey. <laughs> I don't think she could hold a candle to Rambo uh, with the uh, Old Town Road playing in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah, that trailer. What is the uh, premise of this film? Uh, who knows? You know, John Rambo is on a ranch somewhere and something happens and he has to get back and start killing, killing people. Uh, you know, the every other Rambo movie. He tries to get out. I'm here for it. Got to get back in. <laughs> I, and I'm here for it. Um, Will you be there? So yeah, so I think it has something to do with like the the Mexican drug cartel and and somebody got kidnapped and and somehow he gets roped into rescuing the person. I think it's a girl, and so he goes up against like the all the Mexican drug cartels or something. 
I, I'll see it. I don't know how many much more of these movies you're gonna get from Sylvester Stallone. So let's enjoy it while we got them. Yeah, and and you know the the funny part is like the the expendable the expendables movies are not terrible. No, I still think one is the first one's probably the best out of the bunch. I agree with you. I think they they crammed they tried to cram too many people in by the end, and then uh, we got the the other Hemsworth in it that no one really cares about. Yes. So. Wait, was Chris in that as well? I don't think so, no. Okay. All right, the weekend of the 27th. The Art uh, of Racing in the Rain. Yeah, this this seems like the beginning of uh, Oscar season, maybe. Okay. So uh, Now, can you explain what Oscar season is? Well, it's, it. you know, it usually starts in the fall, and it's when studios start to put out... Um, kind of their more you know in their mind oscar worthy films you know you get it tends to be drama heavy tends to be mm-hmm. you know um these big um you know uh, dra- you know like big drama pieces big acting pieces you know uh message movies those type of things and it's, and it's really you know the 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 logic is, is that people aren't going to remember a movie that they saw in March when it comes time to vote in December or January. So yeah. they want to so they save these movies that they think really have a chance for the end of the year, um, so that they're kind of more fresh in people's minds. And so it becomes this idea of you know Oscar season um, where all these movies kind of get dropped, um, and for the most part, you know. You, you know, nobody's going to go in the summer to see a, like a big heavy drama. You know, they're going to they're going to want to go and see, you know, big they're going to go see Hobbs and Shaw, you know, yeah. in the in the summer. And and then in in the fall, you know, is where they will go see other things like they'll go see Judy, you know, or something like that, um, which is, you know, definitely Oscar bait. Um, the art of racing in the rain is, you know, kind of an Oscar bait kind of movie, you know, where it's got going to have big dramatic performances and that type of thing. I've always wondered about clothes here. People talk about Oscar season. I'd be like, well, but I I appreciate the thorough explanation. Now that next weekend, I I think we'll, and then, and then the fall and then the fall also happens to lately be a really good season for horror movies. Yeah. Um, especially as you get into the end of September and October. So, you know, f- you'll see more films like The Hunt. You'll see, you know, stuff like that where um, the this, this kind of the smaller Bloomhouse-type Oscar movies are going to get dropped in October. And, I, and I've noticed Marvel's pretty much settled on, like, Thor's going to drop in the fall, and then Warner Brothers gives us the Lord of the Rings films in the fall as well. Yeah, and so what people want to do, at you know, is they want to they kind of want to camp out and own a month. So you have this anticipation that this is when we're going to see a particular movie or whatever, which is why I think it was a mistake to drop, you know, for Disney to drop solo in May, they should have just mm-hmm. dropped it in December because December is becoming started. Right. It, it would have been a completely been a hit. There's nothing wrong with the film. All right. That week, Friday, October 4th, Joker thoughts. <sighs> 
I don't know what to think of this. I'm intrigued by it. Um, I'm really interested to see what it is. Yeah, because I, I don't know what it is, but I like the fact that it has no connection to this if they're still doing a universe. So Todd Phillips is just left to tell his own story. And you can go any which number of ways with the Joker. Because I thought, when I first saw The Fall, I was like, okay, maybe it's going to be a horror movie. But this looks like it's going to be a really well-acted film. I don't... Yeah, it does. And, uh, you know, it looks like an interesting take on the character. It's it's not kind of the same old stuff. It's not a Batman movie. So um, it does really look like something that uh, can be an interesting take on this character. Mm-hmm. And I, I like what they're doing now. It seems like they've gotten away with from trying to build out a universe and they're just going back to what I thought they should have done from the get-go. I'm like, look, we're just going to make superhero movies. If they happen to meet in a film, good. And if they don't, oh, well, we're just going to tell interesting stories. Right. Because not, not everything has to be connected. Exactly. And, and, you know, this could be a standalone piece. It could be one-time deal with no other connection to anything else, and it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And people are smart. People will figure these things out. You don't have to hold people's hands and tell them like, "Oh, yeah. no, it's not." Gonna... No, just put out the films. If they like it, they like it. That's it. And then, yeah, then, then the and then, women weekend. in the window. You know, one of the ways that you can tell uh, an Oscar bait movie is that it has Amy Adams in it and Julianne Moore in it. So <laughs> this one's double up and worked too well for uh, Just Justice League and. Uh... Well, she wasn't really in that, you know what I'm saying? But, but I mean, t- in terms of a drama, hey, it worked you know, well in Manhattan. When, when, when there's when when you have a, a heavy drama and you put an actress like Amy Adams or Julianne Moore in it, you know you're you're shooting for something. And they, this movie's got both of them. Well, I think uh, that following weekend, Gemini Man, I think I will be there day one. It it look to me it looks really interesting. It's not quite time travel, but if you want to get me in the theater, start cloning people and then make them fight themselves. And I, I'm all for that uh... science fiction type stuff. Like, so I, I would, and I think, I don't think Will Smith is as bad as an actor that people keep making him out to be. I think he's been picking some really bad roles. And I'm hoping that this is the one that can turn it around. What do you think? I will uh, wait to hear your reaction on it before uh... I commit to it. Because I'm worried that this is going to become another, um, you know, after Earth kind of thing. And uh, we'll see. Maybe it's good. I don't think that movie was as bad as everyone made it out to be. I think it was worse than everybody oh, made it out to be. Man. It's not his fault that his son can't I just, act. I, you know, I just think, I just, I think, well, you know, Will Smith needs a hit. Will Smith needs people to come back to him he's had a bunch of clunkers lately you know uh concussion was good but it didn't get any traffic mm-hmm. like you know nobody saw that movie and he wasn't terrible in it he wasn't bad focus in- was not good focus was not that great it was nothing wrong with it oh, yeah you know and that's the problem he's been making these mediocre movies yeah I, that's, you know, I think suicide that's squad was a me- suicide squad was a mess that wasn't that man's fault, and I, he played a good to me. It, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying it was that man's fault. But yeah. what I'm saying is, is Will Smith of 1996 would have fixed it. I agree. 
I agree. I wonder if he doesn't have that that star power anymore to start making some of these d- demands. Well, he just he made some bad choices, you know. Um, he made some bad choices in movies that he did, and he made some bad choices in movies that he didn't do. And I think I think people are just people are just kind of waiting to see if he if he's if he's at what point do you think people stop offering him roles they're never going to stop offering roles i mean he's still will smith but you know the the quality of the roles that he's going to get offered um are not necessarily going to be there and you know which is just kind of a uh, kind of a spiral but you know he's got you know he's got Mm-hmm. This coming out, which could be good, you know, he's not getting trashed for no, I heard a bad thing. Aladdin, you know, I, I mean, the the one clip that they did, I didn't think it was particularly great. No, he's not really a singer, so, but but he's not really getting beaten up that bad for it. Um, and then you know, you got Bad Boys coming out at some point, so. That's really what's going to make or break it, I think. If that movie's good and that movie's successful, you know, that could go a long way towards bringing him back. I think with Bad Boys is you have a certain... There's a certain affinity among his core base, to be polite, that will give that movie... Uh, it'll push that movie to where it needs to be financially. I, I think that movie, like, that movie is, is really near and dear in a lot of people's hearts. Well, that franchise... So I think that's going to do well regardless. Because there are times where like someone will throw that movie on and everybody just gets quiet and starts reminiscing. So I, I'm not worried about that one doing well at all. Right. And then uh, Zombie Land Double Tap. Yeah. And, and yeah. You, yeah. So, you uh, know, we'll see I'm how that goes. I'm not really interested in Zombie Land 2. The first movie wasn't bad. I'm just like, I'm okay. I watch it when it comes on FX. What about you? You gonna go see Woody Harrelson kill some zombies? Yeah, I, I, it's it's not it's not really uh, my thing. Adam Shamley. Oh, I'm passing on that, but it's Maleficent. Maleficent. That might. Get I like me. the first Maleficent movie. What about the Adams Family? Yeah. Yeah, uh, the week of the twenty fifth, really bad trip. All right, so nah. I don't. This I don't necessarily know that that does much for me either. Um, so then this would move us into November. Arctic Dogs, Motherless Brooklyn, and Terminator Dark Fate. Which one of those is getting you out the house? Terminator Dark Fate. Yeah, Terminator Dark Fate is definitely interesting. I like that trailer a lot. So I haven't seen the trailer yet, but I heard that. The original actress that played Sarah Connor is back. She definitely is. Okay, you got me. and uh, and she looks great. Um, was there any particular reason why? Like, did they not want her back for any of the other films, or she was just like, "No, I'm not doing this." Well, I I think in uh, in the, the the way the story went. You know, in Terminator Salvation, there wasn't really a place for yeah. her character. And 
um, in in the other in in Terminator Genesis or whatever that atrocious whatever that thing was, you know they were they were playing a, a younger version of her. I mean, and Linda Linda Hamilton who looks she looks great for her age, but she's not going to play a twenty four mm-hmm. year old anymore, you know. So so they got Amelia Clark to do it, and she was fine in it. Um, but you know this this story is kind of like a direct from what i understand it's kind of a direct sequel to terminator 2 so which is which is kind of this new thing now it's like they're going back and revisiting these franchises and and ignoring the movies yeah. that people didn't like you know like they did that you saw they did yeah. that with the halloween franchise it's like you know there's like five halloween movies and they're like no this is just a sequel to halloween 2 extremely convenient <laughs> you know? okay that's fine we'll just ignore those other movies which which is hey you know it's great i could live without without a sequel to terminator 3 um or maybe it's a sequel to terminator 3 but you know whatever it's like it's kind of going yeah. back it's in that line so um uh you know i'm fine with it and arnold's in it you know linda hamilton's in it it looks like it's pretty good um and you know the trailer the trailer looked good you know it looked like it had the right uh the right mm-hmm. tone to it um i really like mackenzie davis and i'll watch anything she does i think she's a really great actress um you know gabriel luna's interesting and uh i've seen him in a couple of things where he's pretty good so i you know i think it could work out i'm in I'm, I'm excited for it so uh for the sake of time i'm just gonna start calling out films and then we'll dr sleep pass yeah probably uh, sonic the hedgehog midway i don't even know why they're making that i don't even know what that why they're making that i mean uh whatever i guess another retelling of that story but there already is a midway movie and it's pretty good so it's got charlton hessen in it i don't know why you want to replace and him with the jonas Wade. brothers <laughs> and <laughs> nick jonas <laughs> the hedgehog got bumped out uh i mean i mean we could kind of we could kind of skip along you know i mean Sonic the Hedgehog, whatever. I don't think either of us think. Uh, the next thing that really interests me is Ford versus Ferrari. Bingo. I had no interest in that film, and then I saw that trailer. I am dying. I am. I am dying what to is, see that movie. So I get. So what was Ford trying to accomplish with this race? Okay. So yeah. So Ford was basically there's um. You know there was this rivalry between Ford and Ferrari. So, so what happened was in the 1960s, Ford was trying to buy Ferrari and they went through this whole process of due diligence in order to Mm -hmm. buy the company out and spent millions and millions of dollars on, you know, people doing, you know, accounting due diligence and, and all kinds of evaluations and all kinds of things like that. And, kind of as they got down to the fourth quarter of this whole deal and we're getting ready to close the deal, Enzo Ferrari pops up and says, uh, well, you know, it's all fine and good, except that I want to keep control of the motorsports division. I want to, I want to keep racing yeah. separate out of this deal. And the racing division is really what Ford was interested in. And so they were like, no. And so it blew the whole deal. And which notoriously pissed off Henry Ford second, Henry Ford second. And so he made it his life's mission to, to beat Ferrari in the Le Mans series racing, except they didn't have a car to do it. So they built the GT 40 
and it didn't do very well for the first couple of years. And then they handed oh. the project over to Carol Shelby. Um, and, and then it wound up, you know, beating Ferrari for like the next three years. So, uh, and this is kind of that story. And Carol Shelby is like, Carol Shelby is like one of these legends in American motorsports and in American auto manufacturing. And he is one of these larger than life guys that like, every amount of bluster that they could show in this movie was probably not even living up to who the guy really was. So I'm really, really interested in seeing this, um, you know, uh, seeing Christian Bale actually play an Englishman for once <laughs> should be fun. Uh, you know, I love Matt Damon and, and this is kind of role that he seems to be made for. And uh, it just looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. It looks right, like it's going to be a great film. It. Um, that trailer looked amazing. And 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 I love and you know, racing films are my jam, man. I love, I love, I love racing films. Uh even even bad ones like Days of Thunder or good ones like Rush. Um so I'm uh definitely interested in seeing Speaking those. of racing, uh do you wanna give out your gamer tag to folks just in case they play fours or four and they want to hit you up for a competition? Yes, yeah, Mikey Mo one seven four one. I'm out there. Hit me up. Come friend me. You got to friend me first. Okay. The good liar. Um, maybe. I don't know. What about a. Probably not. I'll probably spend. I mean, I'm definitely spending the money that weekend on Ford versus Ferrari. So uh, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Did we miss? Oh, did we miss something? Yeah. Last Christmas, yeah, I don't really care about that either. I think I got it. I think I'll be there for a beautiful day in the neighborhood. A, I'm a huge uh, Mr. Rogers fan, but I'm an even bigger Tom Hanks fan. So seeing him take on that role, it's gonna be interesting, and I hope he can pull it off. Yeah, did you watch the um, the documentary? Unfortunately, I did not. The Mr. Rogers documentary. It's really good. Um, okay. I would uh, really recommend to anybody that they uh, who was even slightly touched by uh, by him as a child, you know, or their kids were that they go ahead and watch that um, because that movie was really, really fantastic. Um, it's called Won't You Be My Neighbor. Um, mm -hmm. But once um, and it's on HBO, I think. But yeah, th to see this, I mean, could you find a more perfect guy to play fred rogers the tom yep. hanks no is the answer to that no you cannot i'm a, i can't wait for that movie to come out um next up frozen 2 i think we'll both be there Not i think choice. i think i'll imagine i will have to see that movie yeah i mean i like the first frozen so now here's the big question can they come out with a song to top the last one because that song had legs. Like, I heard that song for two a, years after uh, that film came uh, out. That's a tough bet, man. I mean, that's like a that's like a once-in-a-lifetime deal. Yeah. Hopefully they don't, so we don't have to keep hearing it for two years after. Uh, rhythm section. You know, this this looks like it might be interesting. Um, I don't know how sold I am on Blake Lively leading a movie but i mean she's got jude law she's got sterling k brown she's got raza jaffrey i mean there's a lot of other people in this movie that are really good mm -hmm. and i'm always down for a good mystery movie so i mean yeah maybe 
Uh, I'll pass. That's fair. Knives out. Uh, what do you think? What about that one? Um, oh, whoa. We got our man Daniel Craig. I think I might have to see this. And Chris Evans? I think I might have to see this. And Lakeith Stainfield and Jamie Lee Curtis? It's a Ryan Johnson movie, so that, that makes it interesting immediately. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is a great cast. Yeah. I'm here for it. I'm going to go see Knives Out when it comes out. What about you? Oh, I think so. Um, like I said, it's a Ryan Johnson movie, which makes it definitely interesting. You know, Chris Evans, uh, Daniel Craig, uh, Anna Darmus, I thought was, she was really good in Blade Runner. Um, you know, Michael Shannon is good in everything he does. So, okay. yeah, I mean, this could, um, this could be something worth, uh, worth seeing. And as I you know, said before, I'm always up for a good mystery, and this is like supposed to be like some like a murder mystery movie or something. So, yeah, I'm I'm with it. All right, Queen and Slim. Um, I will be watching anything Daniel Kaluuya does, and uh, Lena is written by Lena Waif, so I'll definitely be checking that out. You? Um. Maybe. I mean, I like Daniel Kaluuya, so, uh, you know, it's a possibility. Now we move on to December, and there's a whole bunch of other movies coming out in December. But I'm just going to go straight to the one that we probably, I think we care about the most, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Well, before we do that, I mean, um, I don't know. I don't know. Is this... Jumanji two thing gonna happen? See, that's what I'm trying because I haven't heard that. Or Jumanji, I guess it's Jumanji three. I guess technically it's Jumanji three. I mean, I know they're they're it's in production. I think it's supposed to come out in December. I don't know if it makes it in time. Um, I don't know if it makes it in time either. Um, but you know they can crank these things out pretty quickly. So who knows? Uh, but I really enjoyed the, I guess the second Jumanji movie, um, you know, Welcome to the Jungle. I really like yeah. that movie. So you know, if this thing comes out, then I will definitely be there for it. Um, hopefully, it actually does show up in time. I wouldn't put out a week before Star Wars, though. I, well, I would put it out a week before Star Wars, so at least you get that week's worth of money. I think, I'd probably wait. I'd wait till the stuff that's coming out with Star Wars. Honestly, if I was if I'm somebody working for Jumanji, I'm like, look, we're gonna push this thing to like the end of January. Yeah, well, maybe this, this is the. But they, you know, it's you. You got to remember a couple of things. One, not everybody is a Star Wars fan, so you need some kind of counter programming, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, people who don't want to go see the Star Wars movie, they will be looking for something else to see, and what's better to see than a rock movie? True. So. I think it'll. I think it'll find an audience, and especially it's coming out before. If it, you know, if it shows up, it comes out the week before Star Wars, and if it's good, and if it's as good as the other movie, I think it'll find an audience. My issue is how many second week out is the release of Star Wars. Are you even going to have enough? Are you going to get enough screens? Or because all right, is Star Wars big are. enough that? Because there's not there's nothing. Look at the rest of this crap. Look at the rest of this crap. There's nothing else coming out. My thing is, like, is Star Wars big enough now? Because I think we're both going to agree that Marvel's 
probably a bigger brand right now than Star Wars is. Is Star Wars getting all the screens? It is. You, I don't think you're. I don't. I don't think you're going to see unless we see that that first trailer drops. I mean, we saw the teaser, but the teaser doesn't show us anything. But if that first trailer drops and it looks amazing, which it probably will, because if there's nothing else that Lucasfilm can't do with these things, is is cut amazing trailers. I can sit down and watch that third Force Awakens trailer today, and yeah. it will bring tears to my eyes. You know. They cut amazing trailers, so I mean, maybe the buzz will start to turn up. But I don't 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 think you're going to see a situation like you saw with Endgame, where you know, a, a 14 screen multiplex has it playing in seven of the auditoriums, and you can't get a ticket because the website yeah. keeps crashing. You know, I don't think you're gonna I don't think you're gonna see that level of situation with this, because Star Wars, as big a branded as it is, it's it's more niche than than MCU movies are. MCU movies appeal to a broader audience. So um, I think that there's room for other movies in and around Star Wars. And I think that, you know, Jumanji is one of those that can actually hold its own pretty decently, you know, especially if it gets that yeah. one weekend all to itself where it'll make, you know, a hundred, hundred and twenty million dollars or whatever. And and then, then fine, it'll find an audience after that. You know, it's Christmas. It's it's you know, it's December. It's Christmas time. People go to True. movies Kids maybe more than once. And you know, okay, so I saw Star Wars twice, and now I look for something else to see. Okay. So now, what are your expectations for this Star Wars film? Um, I think that I I think that there are you know, there's a very vocal, but I think small part of the traditional Star Wars audience that is a little kind of holding back a little from mm -hmm. excitement about this movie. I mean, I'm going to be there opening night. I don't care. But you know, this is a, this yeah. is an important movie for them. Um because it's the end of the saga and you've got to you know, you've got to stick the landing. And you've got to you've got to keep the brand alive enough for all the other things that you want to do. Now, don't forget, by the time this thing shows up, we're going to have the Mandalorian. That's that's a running a release series. I thought that we were going to wait for that. No, that's that's I think that's dropping in November. I think that's a day one thing. So I'm going to check that, but I'm pretty sure that's that will be out when Disney Plus launches in November. So. You know, they're going to try to shove a lot of Star Wars down our face before the end of the year. Um, it is scheduled okay. to premiere November 12th. So, you know, we'll have a month of that. <laughs> and, you know, hopefully Star Wars excitement will be kind of up there. We'll see what they do at Comic-Con. We'll see what, what kind of stuff they bring in, what the trailers look like, what everything's happening. And, you know, it's going to be huge. I mean, look what's up against it. You know, super intelligence, <laughs> really? A Melissa McCarthy movie? Yeah. That's, you know, I mean, that's counter-programming taken to the extreme. Um, and a musical. I, mean, I think it's going to do the numbers. I'm, I'm worried that they were so, that the vocal minority that didn't like The Last Jedi are going to force them to change a lot of things. Because it, to me, I, you don't. I don't think so. I don't think that's going to happen at all. 
I don't think it's going to happen at all. Oh, so why isn't Rian Johnson directing this movie? He doesn't want to. Oh. They asked him to. Oh. He didn't want to. He was exhausted after he did The Last Jedi. I, I think he did a phenomenal job. I would have loved to have him back. He did an amazing job. I, you know, but it's three years of his life. He had other projects he wanted to do. And and he said, did you watch the, the documentary um, that came out with The Last mm-hmm. Jedi? The director and the Jedi. No, what did he say? It's part of the bundle. Okay. It, right? You have it on Voodoo, right? It's part of the bundle. It's it's a feature length documentary about the making of that movie. And it's it's incredible. And it's the best documentary on making a film I've ever seen. And but one of the things he says at the end of it is he's like he that he was just basically so completely exhausted and burnt out from doing the movie that he could not wrap his head around turning right around and starting another one. Yeah, oh, that would have been bad if it made you feel like that. And then they had they had Colin Trevorrow, and because don't forget, originally they had Colin Trevorrow was supposed to do it, and then you know they t- they turned around and said, oh 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 he sucks. Okay, yeah, <laughs> no, and then um, and then so then they approached Ryan Johnson about doing it, and he said it because he's you know he's he, he he's still working with that. Yeah, he's got you know movies that he's supposed to be doing after the the Weiss and Benioff stuff. You know, they had the big summit, apparently, uh, a couple of weeks ago where, you know, JJ and Kathy and they all sat down to kind of map out what Star Wars is going to look like over the next 10, 15 years, and he was part of that. So all these people are going, oh, the Ryan Johnson trilogy is dead. They don't know what they're talking about. He is still very much involved with Lucasfilm and very much involved in Star Wars. And, but he just didn't want to do another Star Wars film immediately. Okay. And, you know, so so is there going to be some walking back of what we saw? Maybe. I just have this feeling that that's what we're going to get. But I think that that is I think that's more a function of J.J. returning to what J.J.'s vision was. Than necessarily fan reaction. Because I don't think Lucasfilm really, really does that as much as some of the other you know, franchises do. You know, JJ had a vision. You know, JJ knew who he thought Ray's parents were, right? But he handed that franchise off to two other directors. You go tell the rest of the story. You know, I know what I think. Yeah, you know, but you guys do what you're going to do. And now it's back but to the so problem. Because if you're trying to tell a, a trilogy, some of these things should already be set in stone. Like, if. I think whoever her parents were, that's something that should have been decided while we're writing The Force Awakens. And whoever you bring in to direct two and three. Yeah, but that doesn't but that but that doesn't yeah, but that doesn't necessarily happen. It doesn't happen in TV and it doesn't happen necessarily in films. Right? Because you wanna have you don't bring a guy like Ryan Johnson in to color inside the lines. You bring a guy like Ryan Johnson in to draw new lines. So he's going to do whatever he wants to do. He's going to create the story that he thinks best serves wherever it's been left off. And, um, and now JJ is going to do the same thing. You know, he's going to take whatever Ryan handed to him and he's going to, he's going to, you know, do what he does. I think that's, 
I wouldn't say it would have been color inside the lines. I'd have been almost like with, with the MCU and, and when they get rid of directors, it seems like it's kind of like these are some of the things that have to be here and you can flesh out whatever else is there. I think if, if Star Wars really is trying to go the route that we think they're going to go on, we're going to be putting out a movie every other year and whatnot, and they're connected. Some of these things should be set in place. You need to have this this huge storyboard already written out for it to, to work. I mean, I get it. Last of the Jedi was a fantastic movie, but for me as the viewer, if I come now watch what the Skywalker film, and now you're telling me that, oh, Ray's parents were this important people. Well, it's like, yeah, you got yanking my chain then. Yeah, I don't I don't yeah. know. I don't necessarily know that they're gonna do that, but I think I think they're gonna fill out the story a little more. You know, I don't I don't think I think we're gonna find out that her parents were junk traders. I don't think that we're gonna find out like like I came out of Force Awakens completely convinced right, that Han and Leia yeah. were her or her parents. I don't think we're gonna see that. You know, but, but I think we're going to I think we're going to find out more to the story of how she wound up mm-hmm. on Jakku and how she wound up. You know what I'm saying? So um, and it may it may curve back towards JJ's original vision a little more. But I think it's still going to it's still going to fit in with what Ryan Johnson okay. gave well, us. We will see in December. We will definitely be talking prior to that. And yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, guys, if you're if you're listening to this podcast, rest assured, we are going to be talking about Star Wars a lot over the next six months, uh, especially as we get into November and December. And then there's probably going to be a, a small series of episodes, a, a mini movie punditry universe concerning Star Wars. So we'll, we'll you'll get all our thoughts and opinions on this thing. Um, but I, I think that's about it for for episode three, right? Yeah, I think I think we we may even do. You know, I just had this idea that maybe we should do like a like a commentary like a like a watch along of of the of the two movies you know that once they hear ryan johnson has to say when you can hear what dell and mike have to say and our our opinion is much more important than this guy because he's not even coming back to the mainline saga absolutely he only he only made the movie i think i definitely think that we should get started on that once we get towards the fall um i don't really have much to say on on the list i'm definitely we're definitely going to be have something to say uh, after Spider Man comes out. Um, we're definitely going to have something to say with Ford and Ferrari. We're going to have a lot to say on, on a lot of these movies, but I think the ones that like I'm really looking forward to definitely Spider Man, Ford and Ferrari, uh, Star Wars, uh, and just keep on listening, folks. Uh, anything you want to leave them off with? But, oh well, I just I just want to say one thing: the year does not end with Rise of the Skywalker. Um, there is another movie on here that interests me, and that is uh, coming out at the end of the year, and that's 1917, um, which is a film, uh, you know, uh, as it, the year obviously says, it's a film, it's a World War One film. Uh, San Mendes is um, directing it, and it's got Richard Madden and Benedict Cumberbatch and Colin Firth and Mark Strong, and it's, you know, I've, I've read a little bit about it. Um, and it looks to be pretty interesting, so it might be, might be a nice little finish off for the year, um, you know. And obviously, it's probably another Oscar bait movie, but uh, it it it's something that seems kind of interesting. Um, well, I look for your review on that as well. And uh, just before we go out, uh, 
that the X-Men Dark Phoenix has the worst Rotten Tomato score rating ever. So keep that in mind when you try really? to figure out what you're going to see this weekend, folks. Yes. And do you know who it beat for the uh, the worst score? Uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine. Well, that is a really terrible yeah. movie. Thank God that this franchise went back to Disney. And for hey, movie punditry, I'm Randell, my co host. I'm Mike. Thanks for listening, folks. Take care.